I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. What up? Holly's eating a cookie. Every time Haley comes, she brings these delicious treats. Yeah. I brought pizza delivered. I didn't bring it. It was delivered. The lovely lady from Domino's brought it to us. She did. She did. So shout out to the lady from Domino's. Heck yeah. Um, it did tell me that um, someone named Haley was preparing my order. <gasps> and I it was not me. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Wow. She is? I thought she was driving here. But I was on the road. You kind of do it all. Yeah. It's amazing. Sometimes. <laughs> but yes, Ugh. these lovely snacks, so good. They are so good. Well, I've picked up a new hobby. What? Um, I'm embracing my inner grandma, and I learned how to crochet. That's super exciting. So I've made, um, but I'm like doing fun things now where I like learn how to do the different stitches. And I've made a turtle. And I made a bee, and I'm working on a cow right now. It's really cute. My son's new thing. This is perfect. Did you say, what does a cow say? And he goes, moo. Oh, I love that. So he needs probably a cross-stitch cow. I love it. Just saying. Yes. So you're making cross-stitch farm animals. Crochet. Crochet, sorry, not cross-stitch. Yeah, so they're like plush ones. I'm making one right now that I'm going to probably give to my grandma because it's huge. Um, I didn't realize how big it was going to be. I was following this pattern, but I'm using a different yarn. And so it's like the blanket yarn, so they're huge. So like one ear is like the size of a dinner plate. It's hilarious. Wow. So it's going to be gigantic. So we'll see what happens. We have a giant playroom, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Same. Your mom mom made my son these little blocks with his name on it. Mm -hmm. Are those? Those are cross-stitch? Cross-stitch. Those are cross-stitch. Okay. They are so cute, and he loves them. They are really cute. I know she like she did. I think she wanted to have him done for Christmas, his, his birthday. birthday, his birthday, and they they were close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I stayed up all night to finish it, or I stayed up super late. Yeah, like oh, yep. She's she's really really good at that. Like, it makes super cool stuff. Yeah. So it's amazing. Anyway, um, I don't think I have any business. Can't say that I have any business. I don't have any business. Um, Haley, what is this story about? Yeah, so this story, um, I actually found just randomly. I was looking for some cases in West Virginia. Because I feel like we hadn't been to West Virginia in a while. Yeah. And I missed it. Oh. So I was like, hey, let's go to West Virginia. So I've got um, a story this week and a story probably next week from um, West Virginia. And I think the last one we did was your story about Weston State Hospital, which was in West West Virginia. You know, I just really love West Virginia. I do too. I've only ever driven through it. We're in Tennessee so often that it's it's nice to take a little vacation to West Virginia. So we're going to West Virginia this week and we're going to talk about a case I'd never heard of, but is a cold case. And it's just kind of crazy. Okay. So we're heading to West Virginia. Strapping in. It's, it's going to be a fun one. So this one, we're going back to around 2007. Okay. I was, I love playing this game because it makes Holly super uncomfortable. I was <laughs> 10 in 2007. <laughs> what were you doing in 2007? Teaching. 
I was in fifth grade. Oh God. <laughs> I was teaching the fifth grade. No. <laughs> Holly was my fifth grade teacher. No. That is just horrible. She's not. Oh my God. <sighs> That's not cool. You know, it's fine. It's fine. So we're going to 2007. <laughs> um, it was a great year for everybody. Not really. The economy was crashing. It was just a downward spiral for yeah. everyone. We were all. I was in just a weird. Hanging on. That weird stage of development before you were like <laughs> middle school. It was gross. It was a gross time. Anyway, um, so, so what was going on in West Virginia? Nothing good. Let me tell you that. So 2007, we're talking about Leah Hickman. Okay. Now Leah Hickman, she was 21 years old um, in 2007. She was a journalism student at Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia, and she hoped to one day be a television news reporter. Hmm. And from everything I've read about her, she sounds like just a super like kind-hearted. Everybody loved her, like kind of first and like all those people that on like the first impression, people loved her. Hmm. Like she could just meet somebody and they were like, oh, just really what a great like, person. warm and captivating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of had that personality. So on December 14th of 2007, Leah signed into her MySpace page. <laughs> I am too young for MySpace. I was too old for MySpace. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't have MySpace. There's that weird in-between thing mm-hmm. for us. Facebook was the thing that was out when I was... Like, it had just started becoming popular. I'm not even going to tap into that because we did not have any social media when I was a kid. We had, <laughs> uh, when I was a teen, we had dial-up internet mm-hmm. in 1999. We had dial-up internet. Yeah. And we were so excited to get that. And it took about a day for an image to download because <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. Like, I need to have a picture of, you know, my favorite band. Mm-hmm. And so it was like downloading and the top would say 10% complete. And so you could see like the top of their heads. And then like a day later, the whole picture would be downloaded. Nice. Yeah. These are good times. And if somebody called, they knocked you off the internet. And so we would be so pissed. We'd be like, Mom, I told you not to get that call because it just knocked me off the internet. God, those were the days. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was not my experience. I know. And I kind of think, though, I'm glad, though, I had that experience. Yeah. Because now I'm like, man, I'm grateful for how fast this internet is. However, I am also the same person who's like, why is this being so slow? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. have to think back to the days. I just remember turning our computer on, and it was that, we had, like, the Dell computer, so it was the loud, like, dun-dun! Yeah, yeah. Thing with, like, the butterfly? Yes. 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 That was what my, like, memory of like, I had a, our early I went computer. to college with a gateway desktop. Nice. They don't even make gateways anymore, I, I don't so. think. But I had a gateway desktop, and we paid, like, $1,000 for it. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Um... Anyway, anyway, so she, side lo- she logs into her MySpace page, um, and then she apparently called a friend to tell her that she was going to McDonald's. Why she called this friend to say, hey, I'm going to McDonald's? I don't know. Well, maybe it was like, I can pick you up a- some fries or something. Yeah, maybe something like that. But Leah lived in an apartment that she shared with her half-sister, Jessica Vickers, on 8th Avenue in Huntington. And Leah apparently returned from McDonald's because her receipt was found later but she was never seen again after that. Just food will mess you up sometimes. Disappeared. Can be kind of greasy. Can yeah. be. Can be. 
headed to the bathroom and just disappeared. just never will see it again. Hmm. No, she, she um, the next day, her half-sister Jessica returned to the apartment. I guess she'd been out the night before or something, like wasn't around. Um, and she couldn't find Leah. She wasn't in the apartment. And that wasn't her, right? She's usually... Yeah, she was... She would tell you if right, she... Right, I mean, if she, she told was, you she'd go into McDonald's, chances yeah, are she'd be like, what's that? I'm not going to So, and the weird thing was is that her purse, her keys, and her car were there, but... Leah was not there. So she did make it back to the apartment. Yeah, she no. made it back. Okay. She made it back because the receipt from McDonald's was in her apartment. The car. Oh, in the apartment. Yeah, okay. in the apartment. That was there. And she had made it back, left her purse, her keys, and her car was in the lot. But Leah was not there, which is weird. Mm-hmm. So Jessica, even, you know, she you know, walked around. It's like, hey, where the heck are you? kind of thing she even went on and posted on leah's myspace page uh oh sister where are you oh kind of like a funny oh, like brother, i would imagine being like where are you like hoping you know maybe that leah would see it well and that's a spin on oh brother where are that which mm-hmm. had come out at that point yeah. right right so or thinking that you know maybe somebody she was with or something maybe was on myspace and it's true would see like yeah. oh hey your sister's looking for you yeah. Hey, you left your phone at home. You should probably. Or, oh, she's here with me. Or yeah, no. yeah. I was hoping, you know, that would be a way to, to find her. When Leah didn't show up to her shift at Dress Barn, though, that day, um, her family did start to worry because her manager, I think, called called her dad and was like, hey, because I guess her dad was her emergency contact. Gotcha. And was like, hey, um, where is she? You know, everything okay? Because she wasn't the kind of person. She'd only been working there for like a week, but she was romped. Wow. And would call if she was going to be like, even like two minutes late, she'd be like, I'm on my way. Yeah. So. So it was really out of the ordinary, even for a week. Yeah. They were, Uh. they were concerned. They were like, Hey, this is super weird. So Hmm. her dad actually lived over an hour away, but had a really bad feeling about Leah being missing. And he actually just had to drive to the apartment that day and brought their preacher with him, which is like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if my, but I don't know. I have a really good relationship with my preacher. He did come to your father's 65th birthday. He did. He he did a shrimp boil for us. We also co-host bar trivia together. I read one week, he reads one week. It's great. It's a great trade-off. That is really in the bar. <laughs> we both love bar trivia. It's great. Oh, I love bar we trivia. Have a great but, time. You know, yeah, that's so funny. But when I think like your pastor, your minister is coming, that almost to me is like, oh my god, are, are they dying? Like, is is he there for like support when you're being told like, oh, she did? And it could just be support because she's missing. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Now, the, the more that I'm, like, talking this through and thinking about it, I would probably call my... I don't know if he'd be my first call to be like, hey, come with me. But I'd, I don't think your pastor would be my first call, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. Love you. Yeah, I don't know. It just... That one was kind of weird to me, but, you know, teach their own. Maybe he was... They were, like, BFFs. And and it could be like a story of like maybe they had gone to college together and they are BFFs or something. Yeah, and and so that's just like he just happens called. to be a minister, right, you know. Right, right, just who he called. Um. Anyway, but Ron, you know, he just knew that Leah would not have left without telling him. Like they talked like multiple times a week, 
were super close from everything that I read. So I don't, he really was like, she wouldn't have just left. Yeah. And not told anybody. And, and I like, think he had that gut suspicion. Yeah. Something's and not they right. had talked on that Friday, I believe. I think this was like a Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Or something like that. And they had talked on Friday. And nothing was weird. Out of the ordinary. Right. So a missing persons report was filed with the Huntington police on Monday, December 16th. So the next day. So yeah, okay. so it was a Sunday. Um, or no, she went missing on presumably Saturday night. Because gotcha. the 14th. And then the, the 15th, that Sunday, they were kind of like, well, where the heck is she? Like, did she go with somebody? Or kind of trying to figure it out. Probably hoping like, hey, she'll probably come back kind yeah. of thing. But decided, you know, Monday, we're going to file a missing persons report. Searches were conducted over the next week. Um, the Dress Barn actually put up a $10,000 reward for any information, even though she had only worked there for a week. Wow. So I think that kind of speaks to, like, how, like, impressionable she was. We worked at our job uh, together for years. <laughs> and I don't think they would have put <laughs> That company would have been like... Here's 10,000 bucks to make sure they stay missing. <laughs> no. don't want them back. <laughs> They'd be like, well, our co- okay, I, I want to preface that with like our coworkers definitely would have Oh my gosh, our coworkers would have raised the money were themselves. Badass and were they were badass. We loved but our like coworkers. But like our, our corporate level company would have been like, also let me still play. Like, yeah, they're back. a dime a dozen. We can hire more of those. <laughs> also, they cause problems. I need to go anyway. <laughs> they're both trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, no, we definitely don't have that experience. We rage against the machine and people don't like that. <laughs> I've worked a couple of jobs since then, though, that I think might have, I don't think they would have put up $10,000 for me, but I think they probably would have like made a Facebook post or something for me. Yeah. I, I definitely think the job I work at now would definitely. Oh yeah. You have a great, you have a great company now. That yes. You work for. I, I mean, and mine too, like now I think probably would, I think they would be sad they'd at least be sad i was missing <laughs> well and i think <laughs> they would be we need her uh she's doing a training next week we need her <laughs> that's how they i feel like with me too yes oh, we gotta have her do that training so it's like, oh, she's gonna teach something next she's week. gotta teach something next week so we gotta, <laughs> we gotta have find her, her real fast. but you know this speaks to this young lady's just charisma and yeah. how people just instantly liked her and loved mm-hmm. her for a company to have her work there a week, especially, you know, like an apparel company where yeah. it, clearly they had a connection with her. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really kind. Yeah. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, her friend, Roger Parker, posted on her MySpace page letting people know that Leah was missing and that if anyone had any information to please call him. So he was trying to kind of be the point person for all her like social media friends being like, hey this is happening if you've heard anything from which i've seen people but do shouldn't it be directed towards the police and not an individual person that feels kind of weird it does but at the same time i think he was just trying to be helpful gotcha so we don't think he had any no okay no, no, okay no, okay no, no nobody thinks he had anything okay. to do with okay anything. i didn't know they if he was trying to like, control the no i think he was just like hey she has a lot of friends on social media we need to try to get everybody involved in like, looking for her if, you know, if somebody's seen her, like, maybe she did have some type of, like, mental break and take off. Well, y'all, and if Haley ever goes missing, um, you can just hit me up on um, AIM. And 
She'll probably know where I am. <laughs> and don't worry. Just direct all that to me. Yeah, it's fine. It's I fine. got it. She'll be, she'll be. Sorry, over that's the my water team. bottle. <laughs> I'm not shooting her. It's oh, my God. water bottle. So Leah's friends um, immediately started to get together and like post flyers and start asking around like, hey, have you seen her? Kind of thing. So they were, you know, doing a lot of the legwork, a lot of the groundwork. That's great. Which is good. So it was a quick, like a quick get people together and get out there looking for Very them. quick. So her, sorry. Uh, police you know, decide to interview anyone and everyone they can think of that might have any information. Um, they obviously talked to her sister um, that she shared the apartment with. They talked to her friends, her family. Um, and they talk to, actually, they go around and find all listed sex offenders in the area and talk to them as well. Um, none of this, you know, led anywhere. Like, the sister was hmm. cleared. Everybody was, you know. There was no one suspicious in her mm-hmm. life? Nobody suspicious, like, popped up at that time. On December 21st, police uh, unfortunately made the gruesome discovery of Leah's body um, in the crawl space. That connected to the communal laundry room of the apartment building. So just a horrific find. In the crawl space? Mm -hmm. So somebody carried her up there? Yeah, I mean, so I'll kind of go into the way it's laid out, um, this apartment building, because it confused me at first as well. Um, But an autopsy did reveal that Leah had been strangled to death. The police announced the public on January 10th. Um, so several, you know, weeks later yeah. um, that Leah had been strangled to death and there was no sign of sexual assault. So they took that long to, like, put it out to the public, which I don't know. Well, I don't know and why. probably, you know, we're talking about the holidays had happened. Mm-hmm. We had to do an autopsy. Mm-hmm really look at all the things in the crime scene. So it probably did take time and they just didn't want to release too much information right, maybe too right. soon. Yeah. yeah. And it typically does take a little bit of time to like announce, make up an official announcement. Right. Uh, the police did not believe that Leah's murder was a random act and they really believed that it was someone who knew her that did this. Strangulation is very personal. It is really personal. And sort of looking at the person. For them to like have been let... Because there was no, like, forced entry or anything. So she obviously knew them, let them in. I mean, she had to have let them in. Or did she go somewhere after she got back from the McDonald's? Something happened. But then why would the heck bring her back to her own apartment? Unless it was a ruse of, like, you know, somebody who lived in maybe the complex who she had been nice to. And they were like, oh, you know, I know her. I like her and had, you know, some kind of obsession it could have been they knocked on the door and said, hey, you know, could you help me with this thing in the laundry room or, you know, something yeah. on a ruse. And she's like, kind. So she's like, of course, sure. And then something happens there. We don't know. I w- I'm with you on that one. However, okay. I'm going to talk to you about the layout of this place. Okay. okay. So when I say apartment building, I'm not talking about like an apartment building with like multiple floors and things like that. This okay. was like a small like unit. Oh, okay. So, like, like four, there were four apartments. or something. Yeah. yeah. So, there were four apartments in this unit, and they had a central laundry area. But there was also, like, a crawl space off of the laundry room that okay. you could get to. Okay. Which is weird. That's very weird. So, all the apartments 
had access to this crawl space. And I don't, was it used for storage? I what? don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just like a weird crawl space. Huh. I mean, like my apartment building when I lived in New York had, we had two rats that like hung out in our laundry room. Yeah. That just like existed and that was, you know, what it was. That was their place. It was New York City. It was fine. Yeah. But they had a crawl space. We had rats. They had a crawl space. We did not have a crawl space. No. <laughs> no. No. But, so that's kind of the layout. Now, with the four units, one unit was Leah and Jessica's. Okay. One was a, a single man lived in. And he was actually out of town okay. when Leah disappeared. Like, confirmed out of town was nowhere. Even, nowhere in the area. Okay. Totally cleared. The other two were unoccupied. So really, they were only the, the only people there. Yeah. So or there was s- nobody there. I mean, that is so weird. It's so weird. Tips came in left and right. Nothing really panned out. Um, the dress barn. God bless the dress barn. They actually closed their store the weekend before Christmas out of respect for Leah. So one of their biggest weekends, they closed their store. And they covered the cost of her funeral. Oh my so they paid for her funeral. Dress barn, like, dress you're barn. killing it. Especially dress barn. in 2007, like I said, when the economy was yeah. going south. Yeah. That is beautiful. I know. Dress Our old job it. would not have done that. No. They wouldn't have paid no. even for a flower. <laughs> they for. might have sent us flowers. No, no, our, our, like, colleagues and stuff, they would have been like... Our colleagues would have sent us flowers. Yes. Our company. And they all would have had a card that everybody had signed. I know. I got flowers after my surgery from that. They were lovely. Me too. I got a balloon, flowers, Amazon gift card. That was lovely. Yeah. But, like, the corporate company as a whole? No. No. They'd have been like, well, meh. Oh, well. Glad she's alive. Hope she comes back, doesn't use all that PTO. (laughs) Right, like, damn it, we lost it. Get back to work. Get back to work. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, dress barn, killing the game. Um, just really. Definitely. Like, That's beautiful. Doing the damn thing. Don't know if they're that way now, but in 2007, they were great. That's really so, awesome. That was kind of beautiful. Um, there were no solid leads in this case, and no murder was ever caught. Police did say in September of 2008 that there was someone that they believe was involved. They stated that in the past eight months, they had interviewed dozens of people, but one name kept popping up. The lead detective said it's someone we have contacted and have spoken to. However, this individual keeps coming to the forefront of someone we are particularly interested in. Which is a weird statement. Yes. Because it's like... It's almost a tease. It's almost like, hey, we know something. But I'm assuming, like, they don't have enough evidence to even, like, name them as a person. Well, and, you know, you want to keep your cards close to your vest. Yeah. You're not going to reveal it all because, you know, then you're going to have someone on the run or, you know, so it's just keep your cards close to your vest and reveal what you want to reveal mm-hmm. to the media. Yeah. But still... It's, it's still weird. It's the wording is really strange. Mm-hmm. And that's a direct quote. Hmm. So super weird. It's very strange. Um, Ron visited the police department at least once a month to visit the detective on the case until that detective retired. Um, that detective continues to keep in touch with Ron. 
even through his retirement. Wow, that's amazing. So they still keep in, in, in touch. The case got new attention in 2014 when someone spray-painted who killed Leah Hickman on a wall outside of Leah's apartment building. Uh, the police never found out who did that either. All physical evidence, including DNA, was sent out to a crime lab in Phoenix, Arizona, which I think is one of the FBI labs, um, for testing, but there was no answer to. So they must have DNA from the body or from something in the right. crawl space, um, but, you know, it didn't match anybody. So they had DNA this person on. has never been arrested then. Right. That's because they tested in CODIS. Yeah, they ran, I mean, they ran the DNA right. through. So this person either has just eluded any kind of, has never been arrested, eluded any kind of capture. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this person's really under the radar then. So this, yeah. this makes you think, okay, was this an accident? Like something that just went too far? You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. But again, strangulation is very, very personal. Mm-hmm. Someone who is maybe jealous. You know, yeah. When you have an individual who is so outgoing and charismatic, you do have those who are obsessive. Mm -hmm. And it could be, you know, in this, and I say guy, I would think it's a guy with the force of strangulation. Yeah. May not be. Who knows? But typically, like, if you have an individual who's obsessed with somebody, um, if well, they see you with somebody else. Yeah, and women don't typically strangle. It's true. Like, it's not a typical yeah. thing that women do. Right, no. <sighs> I don't know. Um, I mean, the it case is... Jealousy. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. Case is super cold. Um, and I hate that for her family. Me too. It's not closed, though. And the Huntington police have sworn they'll follow every lead. Um, yeah, because what's the deal with this guy that kept or this person who kept coming out yeah and there's a ton of rumors um online and everybody has a theory and uh, none of them are i read a few like reddit theories that i just don't even want to go into because they're not backed up by anybody and i don't want to slander anybody and you know they're out there if you want to go look for them um but they're not like they're not theories that like the police have you know, said anything about or even any reputable news source. So nothing that's really been validated. So I don't want to, like, get into that really all that much. Um, You'll tell me after this. I will tell you afterwards, yes. So I want to (laughs) know. The, um, her dad, Ron, really wanted the DNA that they found to be sent to the Parabon lab. Yeah. Um, So that they could do it against uh, genealogy. Which is one of those things, like, the police... I guess, which I never really understood. The family doesn't have a lot of control over physical evidence. Like, they can request that this thing be done, but I guess the police don't have to do it. And the reasoning the police gave to why they hadn't done that yet is because they only have, like, a tiny, tiny sample of DNA left. Because I guess every time you run it, it destroys part of the sample. And they only have, like, enough for, like, one more go. Like, they're going to get one more shot at this. So if they send it to Parabon and something happens or they do end up running it and nothing comes of it, that's it. They're done. Like, they don't have anything else. So then you're playing this, like, horrible game of, like, waiting for technology, but also, like, potentially letting somebody, 
live the rest of their life free free for committing this horrible crime it's just like it's, i would not want to be in their position i can't imagine and i would also hope that this person screws up gets caught for a crime yeah even something simple yeah um and they match the dna yeah. so that they've previously tested i, I don't know so. it just and then oh that's such a it's hard that's so dicey i don't know it's i hard yeah i feel like though just because i've researched so much of genetic mm-hmm. dna links um i would go with the pair bond i think i would too um, i think that's a much better odd i i understand their hesitancy though i get of, it like you never want to like destroy your last sample of something because once it's gone it's gone because well, i get yeah. it yeah that's so hard. But at the same time, I know. there is a high likelihood that they would match with maybe even a third cousin that they could narrow down mm-hmm. and pretty soon be like, okay, this is the dude. This is the girl. This is the, you know, yeah. person. Yeah. Ugh. It's hard. It's torture. It is. It's really awful. Jeez. But she, you know, her memory lives on in her family and, you know, the people. Yeah. Are she clearly touched lives. So yeah that's amazing it's a really horrific story but i think i hope this is one of those that you know i'll keep following and maybe i hope that you know like the headline is like her murder was murder solved yeah after in 2021 in 2021 yeah 14 years later that's crazy yep yeah 14 years but that case has been cold and just i mean at least just peace for her poor family I know. I can't imagine. Well, and then, you know, guilt that, like, her half-sister may feel because mm-hmm. she was gone, you know? Like, yeah. uh, gosh. That's a rough one. It is a rough one. Thank you for bringing this to us. Yeah. You always lighten the mood here, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week is a little bit different of a week. Um, just because of some personal craziness, I'm going to actually get to tell next week's story as well. Um, give Holly a little bit of a <laughs> let me tell <laughs> you, Holly. Holly's had a rough, a rough time. My <laughs> just there's so much craziness in her. My life, son, um, someone in his class had COVID. Mm-hmm. So his class was quarantined. He couldn't go to school for a week. So I ended up getting the stomach bug. I had to work full time from home. He had to stay home with me. We were packing because we were moving. Mm-hmm. I had to sign the paperwork on my house. Um, we closed on a Friday, which was the first day he was allowed to go back to school. And he did. Thank God. Um, and everything has just like been crazy. We moved. I stayed up till 3 a.m. painting mm-hmm. lots of rooms in my house because I just want it to be cozy and um, have continued to work full time and take care of him. And all of a sudden, he now has hand, foot, and mouth. Yes. Uh, so he will be home while I work <laughs> next week. week. And I swear to God, if he doesn't go to school, like, I just want to make it two weeks. Two weeks of him going to school. Here lately, it's just been one week that we get in. Yeah. And then he's out for a couple days because he's sick. Yeah. Like, I'm just over it. Got to tell you. So that's why... Haley is doing next Listen, week. Listen, I, yes, I'm, I'm happy to do another one. And it it's going to so be, if really, it's a famous, it's a more famous case. 
um, than we yeah. normally do. But I just think it's fascinating, and I'm obsessed with this case. Oh, I am so excited. And you I'm... don't know this case. I've told oh. you it a couple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. I don't think you know I don't it. know this case. Which is why I'm going to tell it in a different way. I'm so than excited. I normally, than normally, it's normally yes. told in a certain like way. like my Susan Smith story. Yeah, it's that normally I told. told in a certain way, and yeah. I'm going to tell it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. Which, by the way, you guys, um, I've noticed that a lot of you have listened to our more recent episodes. Probably the last, like, yeah. eight episodes have just been, like, killing it with our mm-hmm. listenership. I don't even know if that's a word, but um, sure. listenership. Sure, I like it. Why not? Um, so if you want to check out some of our earlier yeah. um, episodes, feel free to go back. Again, as we tell people, mm-hmm. in the beginning, we were rusty. So don't we hold were this underwater. against us. It was a time. Yeah. Just, but uh, the stories are still really, really good and yeah. really interesting. So check some of those out, um, as well as the ones that we are continuing to put yeah. out. Um, I do want to give a shout out to St. Catharines, Ontario. I love it. Location shout out. I have many relatives in Ontario. I also want to slide over to a correction um, that we got in our email. I don't know if you saw it in our email. I don't think I sent it to you. No. Um, we got a really lovely email from, I believe she goes by Christy. Okay. Um, she sent us, <laughs> it was really cute. I read it. Um, because her first line in her email was, love the show, and I'm not here to be a troll. <laughs> I was like, yes, Christy. Um, she, we, back in the Brushy Mountain Penitentiary episode uh-huh. that we did, we had a real hard time with the town name. Um, Petros, Petros. Yes. Or whatever. Um, she helped us with the pronunciation. Okay. It is, and I'm probably still going to do it wrong. She's did it as P-E-T-R-O-S-S, so Petros. I guess. Okay, not, Petros. Not Petros. Okay. That way, like, we were saying it, so Petros. I'm still probably saying it wrong. Chrissy, help us out. Yeah. If you can. Uh, if we did we, it wrong. Listen, <laughs> I am as ignorant as they come. Listen, and she said, um, you know, she was, you know, she's from, you know, kind of around the area. Okay. She, was, she even was like, yeah, if you ever have any questions um, about pronunciations and some of the weird ways we say things around here. Feel free to reach out. So. Oh, Christy, Christy, I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and she like left us her phone number. <laughs> oh, Christy. Which I'll read aloud now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it is. Five, 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 five. No. It's 1-800. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, um, and she's a fairly new listener. So That is incredible. That Thank was super you awesome. so much, Christy. And please do, everybody, like, you know, let us know if we're screwing this up yeah, totally. Yeah, let us know. We love it. You know, the big thing is we don't want to be disrespectful towards yeah. uh, the area where you live mm-hmm. or the stories that we tell. So, you know, yeah. please just let us know. That's awesome. So yeah. thank you, Christy. And we've gotten, like, a review or two that are, you know, like, oh, you guys laugh too much or whatever. And, you know, I think we've said it before in other episodes like we're never laughing at the victims victims or their families or what happened to them never but if you can't have like that's kind of we're a light-hearted yeah because podcast. we talk about really dark things yeah and we've both seen so much darkness in our lives yeah and just been around so much like horrific things that the only way you can make it through is that you have to kind of just laugh to keep your spirits up it's always that if you don't laugh sometimes you just cry yeah and you know there are podcasts out there that are super serious and just tell you the story and they don't have any kind of like uh, commentary commentary or any kind of like personal things 
involved, which I listen to a few of those and I love. I do too. Um, but, you know, sometimes you want, you know, something a little different. Exactly. And we're so something a little different. We shake, oh, we are way <laughs> different. But well, let me tell you. We thank you, Christy, for your super nice email. And I did tell her to please send us a um, case suggestion if she knew of it. Yes. Any. And she do. kind of sent back like a little, like a little tease email. Really? Which I'm all about. Um, and she's like, I know of one for sure, but I'll have to look up the details for you. Oh my gosh, Christy. So Listen, Christy's killing it. Christy, uh, our internship is still, still available. <laughs> so if you, you are looking, paid. you it is a free internship. <laughs> Unpaid internship. Unpaid internship. We will compliment you yes, and we will. feed you. Feed you compliments. We can't really feed you. That would be difficult. That's true. You won't be here. Yeah. So, but yeah. we will feed you compliments excessively. Excessively. Yes. So we're all about you know positive reinforcement. <laughs> yes. yes. But that's our story for this week. Sounds good. I can't wait for next week. Yeah. We'll be back. Same time next week. Same. Episode place. forty-eight next week. Yeah. Killing it. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.